0: safetyfm.com with Jay Allen. Changing safety cultures one broadcast and one podcast at a time. Welcome to Safety FM where we talk about safety that's truly inspired by you. This episode of the broadcast and the podcast is brought to you by Safety Focus Moment. There are consultants that wanna help you get to the safety culture that you've been looking for. For more information, go to safetyfocusmoment.com. Hello, and welcome to Safety FM. This is Jay Allen. And on today's show, we have Wilson Bateman, author of Seven Safety Habits. He takes the approach of looking at safety as self-help. So enjoy the interview with Wilson Bateman here on Safety FM.
1: Safety FM, changing safety cultures, one one broadcast and one podcast at a time. time. time.
0: time. Wilson Bateman, thank you for joining us here on Safety FM and welcome. And how are you doing today?
1: Excellent. Excellent. Having a great day.
0: We discovered each other on LinkedIn is really how it ended up working. And I did notice that you have a book called The Seven Safety Habits. And I noticed that you did write the book. And I would kind of wanted to just really get some information about the book. And what are these habits that you're talking about?
1: Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I've been in the safety field a long time. And uh, I wanted to put, uh, you know, something in print. And, uh, and, and I started, uh, I'm, I'm a big Covey fan. I'm a big fan of, of, some, of the, um, um, some of the folks that have, have developed motivational materials or self-help books, if you will. Um, you know, I was a big, and I still am a big Anthony Robbins fan, and uh, I started thinking about people's habits. And over the years, as I, I went to different workplaces, I sort of collected some of those habits, uh, best practices, you might call them. Um, but I kind of I wanted to look at things at sort of a personal level and and, and kind of just make it more a self help kind of thing. So you know, uh, the idea is how good are my safety habits, and I wanted to kind of write something at the employee level so it's you know it's it's not an academic accounting of safety it's kind of hey here's some simple things that i can do to protect my safety uh, my health and safety my family's health and safety my coworker's health and safety uh, no matter what i'm engaged in so whether i'm driving or uh, whether i'm at work or whether i'm uh, doing something at home so the the idea was to kind of take a broad brush approach and, uh, and, and think a little bit about, you know, what are good, solid safety habits that we could take into consideration. So there's kind of seven broad categories and, and within each of those broad categories, there's a number of habits that you could consider. And uh, there's a couple of little tools and exercises. I, I, I kind of went that self-help way. So there's a few little exercises as you go through just to kind of evaluate sort of your habits and, and then sort of pick the things that you think would be important to you in terms of safety. So that was kind of the idea behind the book. So it's a, it's a collection of ideas that uh, that uh, you know I, I I sort of sort of cherry picked as I as I tr- throughout my travels and, and work with different organizations.
0: So as you're actually compiling the information to actually put into the book, when you start looking at it, I know that a lot of people like to talk about behavior-based safety. They like to talk about human organizational performance. So when you look at it, are you saying, are you kind of cherry picking from there or are you kind of taking a, di- a totally different aspect to it altogether?
1: Um, I'm not, I don't think there's anything, you know, there's no rocket science here. There's, you know, it's, it's, it's some of the things that, we've seen in other organizations in the past. So there's a little bit of, I like to focus on the idea of, a you know, a sound safety management system and kind of go from there um, when it comes to the workplace. And, you know, I often suggest, you know, you know that when it comes to safety outside of the job, you're kind of the safety person off the job. You know, so what you know, what kind of system do you have at home? And again, that, that gets us thinking a little bit about habits. Uh, just a simple thing, you know, we, we talk a little, one of the habits is about wearing the gear. And, and that's really simple. But the reality is, um, sometimes even in workplaces where I, you know I go today, wearing the gear is not necessarily a habit. You know, organizations are still wrestling with some of the the basics around: am I wearing my hearing protection, or am I putting my eyeglasses on, or my boots, or my gloves, whatever it is? Boots usually not too much of an issue, but uh, you know, gloves and so on. So, so there's a habit that, that just talks about the benefits in and wearing appropriate personal protective equipment. And and how ha- and how do you develop those habits? You know, because sometimes I'll go into an organization as an example where they have a really solid eyeglass program. And w- when you start when you start to talk about some of the employees, they'll tell you, um, you know, they wear their they wear their glasses at home. So if they're if they're using a, a grinder at home as an example, they're working on their car, they're doing something in their in their in their garage. Then, then they they they've developed that habit, and it really comes from you know, sort of the, the culture and, and the systems that exist within the workplace uh, that support that. And, and, you know, of course, you have organizations that then go a step further. And sometimes you'll find organizations that provide safety glasses for people to take home, you know, to help support uh, their safety off the job, but also to support their, their own eyeglass program to say, hey, folks, listen, you know, your eyes out there on the shop floor, you need to protect them. We want to help you with that you know and and that's why we have the policies and the systems of all all those pieces that we have are there for your protection so you know the off the job and on the job kind of piece coming together and helping people to develop good safety habits so so we suggest you know if you think about your system at home what do your what do your kids do right so what do your kids do when it comes to the use of of ppe so if you know if i if i have a a little wood shop, and I'm doing some work there. I could have a simple policy that says, if you come into the garage to, to do something to work on a, a woodworking project, then the rule simply is, the moment you come in, it, it says it's someone's coming into the workplace. You put the glasses on, you know. So I started that with my kids, and and you know, and it's become habitual for them. So when do you, you know? When's the best time to start a habit? Well, the best time is when you're young. So you know, so it it, it takes kind of an on and off job approach and, and tries to get you thinking about what's in what's you know what's in it for me so we look at the system side for sure and we look at the behavioral side and as you're going through it we offer uh, some ideas and some tools and, and like i said you can kind of pick what makes the most sense to you maybe maybe personal protective equipment is not it you know so where the gear is not just about um, PPE, it's about understanding the controls, right? So there's a little discussion in there about the control hierarchy, the standard stuff that we we talk about in safety. And once again, we're suggesting the same thing, like when you're at home doing something, if you're talking to your kids, you talk about the safety side of things, right? So it's kind of a habits in terms of workplace, habits in terms of at home, habits in terms of family, that sort of idea, right? So my kids, as an example, have really strong habits when it comes to you know, understanding the controls, right? I, I don't, uh, today, I, I don't, I'm not concerned about them using personal protective equipment as an example or or making sure that they do things like read the manufacturer's specification on, on something new that they purchased. I know if Jeremy or Derek went out today, my, my two boys, and, and bought an air nailer as an example, they would sit down and they'd read the manufacturer's specifications on the use of that piece of equipment and they'd where the you know they they'd follow the procedures to the best of their abilities they'd wear the appropriate personal protective equipment and those are habits that have developed over time uh, simply because i've i've taken those workplace ideas home and applied them there you know so so that's kind of how the book is is laid out it's it's um each habit is broken down into a, a, a broken down in, in a couple of different ways so it's trying to look at safety in you know, a not not just workplace, but in all the things you do, simply to create value for people. You know, sometimes you go in and you say, "Here, here, here are the rules," and you lay out all these rules. And I, I sometimes wonder, you know, uh, do people really see the benefit in them? So when we go through the habits, we're we're trying to say, "Hey, here here's the value for you." You know, it's not just about your organization wanting to to you know put these glasses on you because of legislation. It's it's because we want to make sure at the end of the day that you go home. So we safely and, and send that message. Clearly, we're, we're going to provide you with glasses to take home. We're going to provide you with ideas, things to do. We're not going to obviously we're not telling you what to do at home. That's your responsibility. And we, we certainly don't want to infringe on the things that you're doing outside of the workplace, so to speak. But, um, you know, here's some things to think about. Right. I mean, your kids are in that in that shop. And, and think about the standard we have here in the workplace when it comes to just the use of personal protective equipment you know we're not going to let you in the plant without your boots on your glasses on your hearing protection on your hard hat, or whatever the standard is so I've got a woodworking shop at home I'm the safety person what what's, what what do I think is appropriate in terms of standards and what kind of habits do I want to sort of uh, develop in myself and in my in my kids as I as I go forward so that's kind of the idea
0: so let me ask you, as you start off with the idea of doing this book and you're saying that you want to take the approach of self help, do you look at it that your safety habits that start at home will actually have an influence on what you're going to do inside of a work organization? So would you say the habits start there and then they kind of build on as you go into work or an organization?
1: I, I kind of go kind of the opposite way. I kind of suggest that, you know, when you really start to look at your safety habits, um, they, 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 in a lot of ways have been formed in the workplace. So, you know, when I, when I was growing up as an example, what, what my parents did in terms of, I mean, I grew up in a mining town, so if you didn't have a sucking chest wound to begin with, you weren't even hurt, you know, kind of thing. Um, so when I, when I think about my parents' approach to safety, it was pretty lax, you know, and, and I, mean, I mean, it's just, it was at the time, you know, and in the industry, I think. Um, when, when, I, um, when I think about how we developed habits, in a lot of cases, our safety training really begins when we enter an organization. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're struggling to get it into the school systems. I mean, we've had some success in some areas, but uh, for a lot of kids, um, you know, go, leaving high school and going into the workplace, unfortunately, their safety really begins, the safety training really begins when they go into the workplace. Now, you know, again, what I was trying to do with the book is say on the job or off the job, right? So, you know. Take it home. Take it to school. You know, whatever you can do to sort of convey the message, because it's it's often too late. I, I know when when and Jeremy's not going to like this if hears the podcast, but uh, you know when Jeremy Jeremy started working for an organization last year, he's, he's in his second year of engineering, and um, and he knows quite a bit about safety. I'd say probably more than the you know the average kid on the block, so to speak. And um, he started working for a very reputable company. And they had really no systems at all. And he came home every day saying, you know, we did this and we shouldn't have, and I shouldn't have been doing this, Dan. I shouldn't have been doing it. And I'm like, my God, you're right. You shouldn't. And, you know, and I I wanted to take steps myself. And he was, you know, he's 20 years old. So he was like, no, no, don't do it. I'll take care of it myself. And and after about a period of two weeks, he quit the job. You know, here he is, a summer student. So, he, and, and he's lucky in that he had good habits, he had the understanding, he knew what to do, he took some action, and finally he got to the point where he couldn't take it anymore, and he, and, and he quit. And I, and I said, Jeremy, you know, it's great for you, but, you know, somebody else is going to fill that position the same as you, and in and, and, and reality... We haven't helped anybody here. I mean, it's it's been okay for you. You didn't get hurt, and, and you left that organization. But the problem now is somebody else. And you know it, and I know it. They don't have a good safety management system. They're not looking after it properly. They're not looking after their employees. And we just kind of stepped away from it. So, you know, um, habits are a tough thing. And and you know, sometimes I think you know my grandfather uh, hit the nail on the head when he when he said. Uh, you know the problem sometimes is uh, you know you can't see where you're going looking at the back of the boat and a lot of times with safety at home nothing happens so there's no real need to talk about it you know then the, the moment something goes wrong you, you're scratching your head to try to figure out what happened but uh you know so we, we do the best we can i think to, to to you know to develop habits in our kids but you know, I see kids all the time, as an example, that don't wear helmets when they're on, riding a bicycle, as an example. Or, or I'll see the parents riding the bike with the kids behind them, and, and the kids will have the helmet on because they're, they're really young, and the parents won't. And, you know, of course, we know the problem. You know, children mirror behavior. So what are they going to do in a couple more in a couple of years' time? They're going to just pull that helmet off their head, right? So, um, so I, I kind of take the approach that the real training ground for safety and habits, uh, unfortunately, it's not the school system, and sometimes it's not at home. Sometimes the real training ground is is in the workplace. And the problem, of course, is that might not happen to your, you know, 20 years old, right? So, you know, you're wrestling with, hey, you know, do I really need to wear these glasses? Do I really need to put this hearing protection in? Do I really need to, you know, do all these things, right? So uh, So kind of take that approach to things that, you know, your safety management system in your workplace uh, provides a great benefit to you if if you decide to take it with you. I mean, you know, I often suggest to people when's the last time you had a little safety meeting at home? I mean, why wouldn't you have a safety meeting at home? You talk about finances at home. You're going to talk about going to school at home or the bus at home or, you know, why would you have some kind of little safety conversation at home? That doesn't have to be a complicated thing, uh, but, but especially if you have the skills, you know, and, and, and what I find is when I make these comments to people, you know, you, you can kind of see it in people. They, they they know that they're the safety person. They know they have the skills. But in some ways, they haven't really communicated them outside of work. So, so like I said, I take a pretty broad approach here. And, and I try to suggest that, you know, we need good sound safety systems in our workplaces. And, and those are the things that are going to help help us to develop good, strong safety habits.
0: So let's unpack some of the answers that you actually gave right there, if you don't mind, because you gave a lot of information. So you start. You said that you started off in a mining industry. So was that the cause of you wanting to be involved in safety?
1: I, I, you know what? I think it's something that I've been doing pretty much my entire life. I mean, yeah, I, I grew up. I didn't. Grow, I, I didn't start in the industry. I grew up in a mining town. So you know, and unfortunately, um, you know, it was coal mining. So sometimes there was a lot of complaints that there w- wasn't much done about safety um and and i you know well, there's a part in the book where it talks about a young man being being hit by a train picking coal um, and and that's a very vivid memory for me e- even to this day i can still see the siding that he was on i can still see you know i can still see the uh the box cars and picking coal back in the day was believe it or not, it was a commonplace thing that, that people did. We burnt coal as a source of heat, and uh, when, the, when the trains were shunted down the track, basically they would I'd fly together and coal would fall out of the boxcars, and, and people would walk along the tracks and, and pick coal, and uh, And uh, a friend of mine was, was was killed doing just that. So yeah, I, I think in some ways, yes, uh, I know it's a long answer, but I think in some ways, yes, it, it certainly had an impact on it.
0: So originally at that time, before that incident occurred, were you already thinking about going into the safety field or did you already have something else in mind during that time frame or or because of the event, all of a sudden, boom, it was like safety is something that I need to focus on?
1: No, I I think um, I think it just uh, it kind of always stayed with me, like like I said, even to this day. And then later on in life, I I started to get involved. I was a lifeguard and then I started to defeat started to teach defensive driving courses and then I joined the reserve and, and, and the next thing you know I was doing some weapons training and, and training people how to march and training people in, in basic military conduct and and uh, basic weapons and that sort of thing and, uh, and then safety became, safety was kind of pirate up both on the driving side and on the, on the um, even on, on the weapon side as you can imagine. Um, so it, it, it just kind of, it, it seems like in some ways, um, as, as a lifeguard through school, um, I was always part of something that I did, you know, I, I had kind of a little bit of a reckless youth, I guess too, but, but there was always kind of a safety side there that kept coming to the surface. So it kind of, it's been with me a very long time.
0: Well, it's interesting that you know you mentioned that and then you mentioned something about your son a little bit earlier. And it's funny on how when you start looking at your kids and being now involved in, in safety or being involved in safety and your kids being around, you kind of notice the the emphasis that they put on safety because of all the stuff that you've been telling them throughout the years. So it's interesting that your son gets a job, notices that there's some safety issues. And then I, I know that you referenced that he ended up leaving a few weeks later, but it's also interesting at the same time that he noticed those issues right away. So it becomes one of those things that the impact that you're having throughout them growing up it's always amazing to me like i believe that my daughter is way more safety conscious than i ever was at that particular age because of the stuff that she hears me talk about and sometimes i'm amazed on some of the understandings that she actually has about safety that i'm like wow there's people that i talk to that They can't even repeat some of the stuff. And she's relatively young, so I'm always impressed with the amount of knowledge. And I I don't want her to become a safety nerd, like I like to call it, Um, but I want her to understand that you can have an organization or you can actually build components around safety structures. And it sounds like that same emphasis occurred with your children.
1: Absolutely.
0: I mean, and how old? How old is she? She's nine, so she's she's still relatively young. I mean, I remember yeah. I remember still being kind of yeah. a wild child at that <laughs> at that particular age in regards to me jumping around, trying to see if I could jump off a roof and all that. When she's relatively safety conscious in regards that she wants to make sure that, that she almost kind of like does a, a pre job assessment before she does anything. But I think that's me just kind of her being able to hear me drill that every so frequently in regards to when I'm building out presentations and so on. Now going back to the book for a moment right. if, you, if you don't mind me asking mm-hmm. when you sure. when you start talking about the book and let's say for instance that you're inside of an organization and you start bringing this up and you're able to talk to some of the upper managements that's there what do you point out in particular about the book to them
1: um usually i i you know i, I start off with sort of a conversation around culture and uh, uh you know and i i ask people to the various cultures that exist within the workplace. You know, we're talking about cultures, if it's just kind of the entire facility, but in a lot of cases, there's sort of different cult- cultures within an organization. So I start off by, you know, trying to figure out where the organization wants to go, where, where they feel like they're having shortcomings on the safety side and and most most people there have this idea that they want to improve the culture in some fashion. So I try to dig in a little deep deeper there just to kind of uh, see see where see where their interests lie, what 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 kind of problems they're having, and and whether or not um, the seven safety habits is the right fit. I mean, sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. You know, it's kind of a um, it, it's a it's it's a self help piece, right? So it's not a uh, you know it's it, it's not we're not going in and we're not developing a confined space entry program or a lockout program, or we're not developing a behavior based. A safety initiative of any kind. Um, so it's a bit of a different approach to things. It's kind of a holistic look at safety, if you will. Uh, so that's kind of what you know that's that's my first thing is is this the right thing for you and, and I don't have any problem you know I think any good consultant is, is going to do this. I, I don't have any problem with backing away and saying, you know this is not the right thing for you right now. Um, you know maybe it's something that you want to do going forward so, the first thing I try to do is find out where the organization is and kind of what they want to achieve. And, and for me, uh, you know, what I'm trying to get across with the seven safety habits, it's, it's, you know, it's what's in it for you, right? That's the whole idea and the thing. As you go through the book, it's it's basically asking that, that question, what's in it for you as an organization, what's in, in it for you as an individual? Because I find in a lot of cases, people don't see anything in it for them in terms of safety, you know?
0: Well, so, I mean, you have to look at it that that all. That, that, that a lot of times when people are looking at safety, they a lot of the times when you're, especially when you're dealing with an organization, they're looking at it as a metric, and it's did we actually hurt anybody? Right. Did we have any lagging indicators? So you taking the actual different approach of this is a self help book. I find it very intriguing on how you're taking the approach. So that's why I'm kind of just taking a, a deeper dive into exactly how do you how do you go about it. But the more that you you know, the more that you're talking, the more that you're referencing that it's really more of looking. At it as self-help in regards of safety in the workplace, and then how does it tie into home, and then how do you tie them all together? Am I am I getting that correct so far?
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, just as an example, I was at an organization recently, and they took a look at the book. and One of the things that they ended up focusing on was you know this idea of a, the critical seven. So, uh, chapter number three, "Avoid the Shortcuts," it's called, has a little piece in there, a couple of chapters that talk about the critical seven. So. You know they were talking about they wanted to take a look at their cardinal rules and and i said i'm not a big fan of cardinal rules i, I don't like the idea of building more rules because often what comes with it is you know we, we go through that model of um uh, retrain uh, and, and, and discipline and terminate so i said you know as far as i'm concerned i call these things the, the, i call them the critical seven it's, it's just a subtle change in 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 approach Uh, So these are the critical seven things that we need to focus on. Of course, it falls in line with the the book. Um, But these are the critical seven things that we need to focus on. And further to that, we want to focus on them not just on the job, but also off the job. So let's let's go back and rebuild what you've done in terms of your cardinal rules or golden rules or whatever it might be called. Change the focus a little bit and not just apply them at work. But also to apply them off the job as well. So, you know, we might say in the workplace that we always wear fall protection equipment, just say for the sake of argument, or we have a, you know, we have a fall pre- prevention program of some kind in place. What do we do outside of work? You know, what do you what do you do at home when you when you have to go home and, and work on the roof? The whole, all the training, all the equipment that you've been exposed to at your facility, uh, in a sense, is no longer available. Uh, you don't may not even look at hazard and risk. The same way. Um, so now you're up on top of your roof and you're, you know, you're, you're 20 feet in the air and you've got no equipment on, you're there by yourself. You know, you in a sense, you, you that safety management system that you've been trained on, in a sense, is, is, is no longer helping you. So as an organization, when we go forward with the Critical Seven, we're saying these are critical in, in your life, not, not just in your workplace, but these are critical in your life. And, and we're not I'm, I'm not a big fan of this. You know, you, you violate a you violate a rule, you, you're, you're terminated. I, that's one of the things I don't like about the cardinal rule approach to things. So, if we do have a problem in these areas, then you know we, we need to look at it a little bit differently. So, take a bit of a different approach to the critical seven. So, as they. Usually what happens is I'll, I'll, I'll go through the content and the organization might pick something and they might say, let's just do an overview or let's, you know, let's provide the book to people to take home that sort of idea. So it's, it's pretty broad in its scope.
0: Well, and I agree with you with what you're saying there, because the moment that you actually let somebody go in regards of breaking a cardinal rule, your system inside of the organization hasn't learned anything. So all you're doing is having that immediate reaction of fixing the what they deem the potential problem or the potential error, but you haven't learned anything as an organization. So I'm glad that you brought that up, too. So you reference something that I want to see how you would look at this. You referenced that organizations have safety management systems, and we are pretty all aware of that. Now, would you incorporate that same thing for a home? Would you say that if you are essentially doing safety at home, you should have some style of safety management system?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I I feel like I I, I want to be careful. I'm I'm not trying to make people feel guilty. But, you know, what I end up saying is, you're, you're, it's, you're the safety man. I might be the safety manager here. If you've got a problem, you come to me. But when you go home, you're the safety manager. There's nobody at your place that knows as much about this as you do. You set the standard. You set the pace. You set the tone. It's all about you. You know, so these systems that you're learning here, these techniques, these habits that you developed in the workplace, why not use them home? And part of the problem, I think, is sometimes people just... Don't wanna go home and communicate it. You know, safety's a tough thing to talk about sometimes. I mean, you know yourself, you go talk to your friends about safety, they're like, Jay, don't bring it up again. I don't want to hear about it, you know. I'm not putting gloves on, I'm working on the deck, leave me alone, you know, kind of thing. And we and and we 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 wrestle with that. We don't want to have that type of confrontation. So what do you do? You might bring it up once and then you put it on the back burner. So yeah, absolutely. I, I say to people all the time, You're once you leave this facility, I mean, you're the safety person on the site too. Really, but once you built that door, it's all on you. You know, so they're your kids, it's your house, your family, it's it's your it's your uh, recreational time. Um, you know, you have to make the decision. What, what's a, you have to make the decision that what standard are, are you willing to accept, right?
0: it's funny that you mentioned that because what ends up taking place is that a lot of times that people don't want to talk about safety especially inside of a home setting unless they have something that has occurred so if you're able to say hey this is kind of a common problem that i've seen or there is actually something that ends up happening then all of a sudden they want to have an emotional reaction and then all of a sudden start focusing on safety because x occurred so i think it's funny because some of the people that i talk to outside of work i'll show them hey i had X issue that occurred or X incident that occurred, and they look at me and they go, "Oh well, I don't really know anybody who that happened to." But all of a sudden, when they get to know someone who might be considered what they call a statistic, then all of a sudden it becomes a different parameter in regards of maybe I should adhere to this, maybe I should take a look at this a little bit differently. So hearing you mention this is, I I, I, I kind of chuckle at the same time that you know that I'm not the only one that's running into the same problem.
1: Right. Right yeah absolutely it's uh, you know safety's a tough sell isn't it i mean no matter who you're talking to it's it always seems like from a cultural standpoint we're trying to fix the folks on the sh- on the sh- on the on the shop floor that's another one of the issues that i sometimes run into you know we want to change the culture really what they mean is uh, we want to change the culture of the of the workers we you know we don't want to change the culture of the leadership and the and the supervisors we just change the culture of, of the uh, of the folks on the shop floor so it it's, it's very much uh, the Seven safety habits is very much a personal thing um we we use the safety management system as as a sort of a jumping off point you know um, you know the organization has put time and resources and money into the development of the system and and it's our responsibility within the organization to make sure that the system's working effectively so that we're not injured
0: so wilson if they're interested in actually purchasing the book where can they actually get the book from
1: Yeah, so Jay, uh, on our uh, website there, there's a shopping cart. It's um, uh, uh, 7safetyhabits.com. So if you just type in 7safetyhabits.com, that should take you to the website. There's a shopping cart there. You can go into the shopping cart and uh, just um, purchase away. Purchase away. That's kind of the idea there. So there's a shopping cart on the website. And uh, you you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Wilson Bateman on LinkedIn.
0: Okay, well, Wilson, I do appreciate you actually coming on today at Safety FM.
1: Jay, okay, it's been my pleasure. Appreciate the opportunity. I mean, here's the bottom line is that, you know, if we're spreading the word, getting the message out there, that's what's important. So, you know, if it gets people thinking a little bit about safety, that's what it's all about, having the conversation. So I appreciate you taking the time, sir, as well.
0: The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Join, the fun, Join on. the fun on social media and find us on Facebook at Safety FM.